Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're Monday through Thursday live at 1.20. We tell you about nothing. Luke Stuckmeyer, Corey Friedman, Cody Del Mendo, still waiting on Jed Hoyer and the crew. I, I want to start by with a big thank you today, okay? Right to you. And the thank you is to all the people in the live chat. Because I don't know how we're going to get through this offseason without that live chat. Like, I greatly appreciate, and we all greatly appreciate, everybody that listens to this podcast on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen in podcast form. By the way, give us the five-star review. We'd appreciate that and a thumbs up. But the people in the live chat get us through the live show with the interaction and feeling like we're not just sitting here alone staring at the screen thinking, when are the Cubs going to do something and guys the Bellinger stuff is still that's become the next big question right first it was Shohei and then it was Yamamoto which lasted for a a split second and then it was Glass now which lasted for another split second and now we're sitting here waiting for Bellinger news and I saw Jesse Rogers put on out an article for ESPN Chicago and basically he was saying listen guys if you're if you, if you think Bellinger is going to be here by Christmas or even New Year's, wherever his, he said, celebrating with his new team, which also is bad news, uh, he said, you're crazy. And he talked about the fact that a lot of times uh, an executive said that Boris clients, which we know, more than happy to take this into March, February, March, one of those two. If Let me just tell you. If Bellinger hasn't signed by the time March comes around, Cody and I will be swimming in Lake Michigan together. And by swimming, I mean drowning. Yeah. Because uh, I can't take it did anymore. Did you not, you don't want a Jorge Alfaro jersey for Christmas? Or is that <laughs> oh, not? That I do. not even count. I'll take, uh, who's the other guy, the minor league guy that signed yesterday? Uh, that doesn't count either. Thomas. Ta- minor Ta- league invites Thomas don't Pinot count. Or I, I don't know. Yeah, I lefty, don't know. Left-handed reliever. Listen, anybody could be the next Mike Talkman, which would be great. But I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to celebrate some respect it on happens. Mike Talkman's name, That's man. Right. Comparing him and Jorge Alfaro as a Jorge Alfaro stand since like last week. That's some disrespect to my guy Mike Talkman, brother. All right. Palatine Pounder. Right. <laughs> Pride of Fremd High School. Uh, our friend Gary in the chat uh, pointed out the I guess this is news coming out of Japan. An uh, outlet out there says that uh, looks like Matsui, Yuki? Is it Yuki Matsui? Uh, likely signing with the Padres. So that's another yeah, reliever that's off the board. I, don't, I mean, I knew the Cubs, like there was interest there. But, I, you know, if you want the good news is that he's not going to the Cardinals either. I knew the Cardinals were interested in him as well. So, I don't know, man. Like, it's... I don't know what to tell you. Like it's yeah. it's another guy off the board. Like I, I guess in some aspects I'm kind of like I'm not even like upset because it's like right now I've, I care more about the offense than I do the do pitching. So it's you know we it's one step at a time. But I didn't mean to veer us off from no, the I, Bellinger stuff. I'm just like it just kind of goes in with it. Like I don't know. I'm not surprised that Bellinger. You know this the Bellinger market has moved slowly. I mean, me, whenever we me and you way, did yeah. the like the grading for Bellinger or whatever back like yeah. in October, and we talked about the reports that were coming yeah. out of MLB trade rumors and other reports saying that it's likely to go we into January. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not surprised that Jesse Rogers is saying that, and I'm also not surprised that he thinks it's going to be a new team because I think he's been pretty adamant that he thinks that Bellinger's not coming back. And it's just going to be a really hard, uh, you know, spin zone for the Cubs to the fan base if Cody Bellinger's not here and they don't add anyone else either. That's going to that's gonna be an all-time spin zone for them to try and convince us that, that maybe this team will be good after an 83-win season, that which honestly should have been a 90-win season if they just didn't blow a bunch of games uh, and, you know, outperform their expectations. So, uh, again, like I, like I keep saying, I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding until Cubs convention on flipping out on the front office and all that. I think that I, I have to be fair until, until all, until all uh, scenarios are gone. And I, I don't think it's going into March or February for Bellinger. I think it will be January sometime. But this is just like this is this is the annoying. The annoying part is just dealing with Scott Boris. And I, I know he's just trying to get the best deal for players and stuff. But Scott Boris is a big reason why this market is always is is always like this. I feel like every single year it it's move it moves slow at certain points, and it has to do. I do think it has a lot to do with Scott Boris. And Ryan said this like a week ago too, like the fact that there's just no salary cap. So yeah, you know. I mean, and I think ultimately <clears throat> the maybe the Cubs have several things going on, but part of it seems to be. And I don't know what the number would be or the years would be, but like, you know, you do get the feeling that they are waiting. The Cubs are okay waiting because they would prefer the market come to them. And the danger with that is that it may may not. And it gets to a point where if you really want the player and you really believe that we need Cody Bellinger, we were, we tried on Otani. He didn't want to come here. But we were ready to give him half a bill, but he didn't want to come here. Fine. Maybe you put in an offer for Soto, but it, the Yan- they like the Yankees better. Fine. If you, if you really need Cody Bellinger, like, go make him an offer that – I don't want to say that he can't refuse, but you, you run the risk that – I said this when I talked to Brendan on Friday. Where I am with this offseason is, of course, there's plenty of players left. There's plenty of time left. There's plenty – of routes for them to get where I said I wanted them to be, which was the best team in the NL Central, no questions asked. But the Bellinger stuff is a good example that if you wait for the market to come to you and you wait for other teams to get desperate and you let things turn into bidding wars and stuff like that, you you don't control, it's a two-way street. You don't control this all the time. Right. Right. Like if if Toronto gets nervous and says we're going to give Cody Bellinger 10 years, 250 million dollars or 300 million dollars. And he says, hey, I would have come back to the Cubs, but you guys are sitting around and you're nowhere close to that. Then what? So I, 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 I don't know. And like I see the comment in the chat about why would you make a huge offer for Bellinger if you're bidding against yourself? I don't get the impression that they are bidding against themselves. I think there are some teams that are legitimately interested and they don't have to go the Bellinger route. All I'm saying is if you want the player, if your offseason hinges on the player, sometimes you have to do what is necessary to get that player rather than risk him finding greener pastures. That's all. A hundred percent. Cody mentioned we shouldn't be surprised that this is dragged on with Bellinger, and I totally agree with that. The problem is what Corey's been saying. We didn't expect that the Cubs would be empty-handed 
heading into Christmas yeah. like or New Year's or whatever it might be. Like, that's fine if Bellinger hasn't made up his mind, and that's why we were concerned that Bellinger might not come back to the Cubs because we thought Boris would take this long and thought, well, the Cubs can't wait that long. The Cubs are going to have to make some decisions because they have multiple holes to fill. They're going to have to wait and see what happens with Otani. Okay, they did. But now, striking out on some of the other things that have happened, now Bellinger becomes more and more of a priority if I'm, if I'm Jed Hoyer. At least he, he should be. And we think the Giants are looking at him. We, we know the Blue Jays are looking at him. And Corey's right. The longer you let it drag along, by not just giving him what, whatever the extra bump is. We're now hearing reports that, multiple reports out there that saying, Boris has always wanted way more than $200 million, and he's not budging. They're playing a game of chicken with the Cubs. I just think it's, a, it's not a dangerous game of chicken for Cody Bellinger and Scott Boris. It is a dangerous game of chicken for the Chicago Cubs because Bellinger is the perfect fit for this team. Even if you're still worried that there's going to be regression because his exit velocity was low last season and there's going to be regression, which... I actually look at that, not being a stat guy, Dell metrics, any of it. I look at it and say, don't worry about it because he was a different hitter last season than he's ever been in his career. How so? Two strikes. The guy was willing to play Mark Grace out there and slap it in the left field, which, by the way, was something the Cubs desperately needed. That's why their record was like seven games over 500 with him in the lineup. That's why they were scoring more than a run a game more with him in the lineup last year. Because when he got down to those moments where he did get two strikes, he did something better than almost anybody in baseball last year. He choked up, and all of a sudden he decided, you know what? I'm not even thinking about the extra base hit. I'm just going to get on base here. I'm going to move the base runner over, and we're going to continue on. That's a major sacrifice for a guy when he knows he's going into a big contract year like this. Defensively, we know how great he is of a fit for this team. He, he can fill your void at first base. He can slow down the PCA train if you want to in center field. He could play any outfield position, right? Yep. Like, what's, what's not to like? Every player is going to have some sort of drawback. We know that he, yes, he could fall back and be a guy. Any contract could be a bust. But the thing I saw last year from Cody Bellinger was he was willing to do anything for the team. Mm-hmm. And he was he excelled at everything. So I don't I don't think it's a game of chicken the Cubs can afford to play much longer. I agree, Corey. I think they have to put in an offer that at least makes Bellinger say to Boris, maybe I should take that. Well, and that's if if he if they view him as their guy, they don't have to go the Bellinger route. There there's other ways to improve the team, but when you miss on some of the other guys and you wait around, he sort of starts to look like the only real option that they have. Right. I see a lot of people in the chat talking about a potential trade with Cleveland. Like I know Shane Bieber has been someone they've yep. talked about and there's other names on Cleveland that you would be interested in. I know Josh Naylor comes up a lot. I it, It's not happening, but, like, <laughs> I would pay anything for Jose Ramirez. Separate issue. <laughs> but, but if they are working on a bigger trade, great. But th- I don't think even the hypothetical Guardians trades fix all of your holes. There, There's ways to get 
a lot of help if you're doing a multi-person package and stuff like that. But it, it, unless Jose Ramirez is coming back, basically what I'm saying is like yeah. that that's a good like supplemental way to fill some of the holes, but it still isn't answering your star in the lineup, left-handed slugger, left-handed all, all those sluggers, all those things. A huge one. And as we said at the start of the offseason, like you have to replace Cody's production. So one way or another, you need to find someone that's doing that. And I'm not, I'm not sure any of us agreed that that was even enough. Yeah. So that's where I, it doesn't have to be Bellinger, but if he's your guy, I, you might have to go and get him. We wanted two, we wanted two left-handed bats yeah. going into the well, offseason. They have so what, many. What if you're going to subtract hitters. one and not get the other? Right. Like right, right now, without Bellinger. The only lefty you have two left-handed hitters, and one of them probably going to start in Triple A next year, PCA. After that, it's Ian Happ, who's more of a who's obviously a switch hitter, actually. So, like they don't they have a lot of right-handed bats, man. And even some of their young guys are right-handed bats, like Canario hits right-handed. Like you're like there's so many reasons why Bellinger should be on this team, and it's just like it's literally riding on the wall. My thing, and why I re- continue to remain pretty calm on this is just like this is. This has to be the most important offseason of Jed Hoyer's like Cubs tenure as as GM. Like th- we're going into year four, bro, and like One would think. and you're and you're coming off you're coming off a September collapse. You got ownership openly saying that they are angry about how things ended. Like I I you know we talked about the Cubs convention schedule yesterday a little bit, and like I. I, I don't I know everyone doesn't agree with me on this, but like I generally don't care if he's there to like say whatever and answer all the stupid questions that honestly never really answer any of the real questions that we give a shit about. Right. But like <clears throat> to me, like if if nothing happens, like if nothing major happens to at least to where the team is at least as good as it was last year, to me this this that's all on Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins. It has to me. It has nothing to do with ownership. I, I think ownership I think has so, yeah. they, ownership has, has has openly, basically put all of the all of the the eggs on Jed Hoyer whenever things aren't getting done. He's he's said Thomas said multiple times. You know, like Jed has the resources. Blah blah blah. This blah blah blah. That and. And I know that there was. It felt like there were a few years there where he seemed like he kind of disappeared. Well, he he's answered questions. He's within the last year and a half. He has answered questions. He has he has talked to, you know, reporters, whoever about this type of the, the, this this conspiracy or whatever. That he is the one who's not letting Jed spend the money. I I generally think at this point, if nothing happens with this roster significantly to make it at least the best team in the NL Central like you're wanting and like how we all should want considering how the year ended it's on Jed to me so I like so. I, I don't know how Jed can I mean, last sleep. year they spent a, a pretty solid amount yeah, of money relative to how much they won it's it's not a great return if you right. look like around the outside league. of Swanson right. and Bellinger yeah and, and, and it, no I mean the payroll in general the full payroll like okay. to, for that level of wins is not Fair. You're not getting a great return on what right. you're spending. It was an expensive 83-win roster. That's yeah. what I mean. So, like, I, that's again, this is why I'm kind of just, like, waiting it out a little bit. One, because there's just, like, no one has really made any major moves outside of the Dodgers mm-hmm. uh, and the Yankees with the trade for Soto. But, they, like, Jed has to know this is, this is like, like, his 
his job has to be on the line in some aspects. If if the Cubs aren't good next year, that's on him, man. Like he's he's got to feel some sort of pressure here to make this team better. He has like he's been given the time. He's been given like he he made the farm system better. All these things he chose the the direction he chose at the deadline in twenty twenty one. Well, that that's the summer of twenty twenty one. We're going to, we're going into twenty twenty four. Whenever the dead like when that deadline happened, you know he like. Again, rebuild. The, I was told it was a. Re, uh, it wasn't a rebuild, even though it's a rebuild. But like, <laughs> I, I, this is. It would just be asinine I, if if they if they don't if they if they don't fix this roster to at least make it a real contender in the division the, at the very least. The one thing, no, I, they they have to finish the offseason as the favorite in the division, a real contender in the division. I, I can't do. I really can't. This well, like I said, at no. the very this least. This division's horrid. <laughs> they have like yeah, every the clear no one's favorite. no one else in the division is like truly try like there are periods in our life especially where the Cardinals are really, really good. Like, they are spending a solid amount of money. They get all those comp picks for free, and they build a really good roster to be, like, a legitimate threat in the National League. They're not doing that right now, at least of of this moment. Milwaukee's going the other direction. They lost a ton of brain power. There's reports of them maybe moving guys, things like that. And, you know, like, the Reds and the Pirates are the Reds and the Pirates. They're, They're doing their best, but they don't ever really fully invest and... They're not run that well. Like, this is a prime time in the NL Central. You got to be more aggressive. And it, it is a weird spot because, like, there's there's time left. And I know people are impatient. I'm one of them. Trust <laughs> me. I'm, I've been very impatient. There's paths left. There's time left. There's players left. But I understand, like, there's a lot of holes on this team. And they haven't addressed any of them. So I understand why people are getting impatient and they're not necessarily just giving Jed the benefit of the doubt. What I need from Jed to reverse is he just has this, this reputation and a feeling about him that he is too conservative in a situation that that does not always, that doesn't work all the time. And that's the sort of reputation of his that I I really need him to prove people my, myself right. included I think wrong I always go back to the Andrew Friedman has a really good quote the president of the Dodgers from I think when he started his tenure there if you're rational about every free agent you're going to finish third on every free agent and I always think about that and I don't want them to overpay for Cody Bellinger I don't want Cody Bellinger on a 10-year contract why would anybody want that like of course not but if you aren't aggressive enough to get stuff done, you just end up in this thing where you're patting yourself on the back for not having any bad contracts or right. regretting any trades. And it's like, sure, but then you don't get better players. You have to take risks to... You're, it's almost like... If to get where only you want to be sometimes. The only way that that's proven wrong is if you develop really well and a lot of those players, you know become stars yeah and but, that and that's honestly well, like the the again the the flip side of that like i would describe the braves as that like they it's not like they go out and spend a ton of money on people outside the organization they have developed everyone that's in their lineup riley acuna yeah. albies they traded for olsen so fine they, have they paid those guys yeah and somehow some way the the agents for albies and for acuna are just idiots yeah. but 
again, they, they developed well. Michael Harris, rookie of the year two years ago, batting ninth in their lineup this yeah. past season. Like, they have developed really well. And, and, that's and then the thing. they strike when the iron's yeah. hot. Go get Olsen. Go get uh, Murphy to catch. Right. Like, you do what you have to do. And, hey, like, if you can do that when the Cubs were able to bring up so much talent in 2015 and 2016, and, of course, they supplemented over the top. They spent when they had to. Yeah. Did they get Lester that's, at some point? That's great. <laughs> They got Lester at some point. John right? Lester? John Lester. Oh, yeah, you want to talk made, about John Lester? Just making yeah, don't sure. Don't let him start. <laughs> but I, I, I think when I was listening to some of the quotes, I think from Carter and Jared Banner and Jed, and again, I know it can be posturing. They can be doing stuff behind the scenes that makes all of this conversation look ridiculous in two weeks, yeah. right? That maybe. But what I was concerned about in those quotes and they're talking about like we don't want to block the young players we have a lot of guys coming up that you know we're excited about this that and the other who are we talking about and what is that timeline because also then I would look back at last year and even the year before and ask you well when did that priority hop into everybody's mind because Alec like Canario played one game after he hit a grand slam right for like a month Morel you didn't bother to find a position for like first base, even though Mervis struggled, and I'm not necessarily a, a Mervis believer, but you gave him a hundred plate appearances, not breaking camp with the team to play a bunch of old garbage at first base and DH. So then I'm looking like respectfully, if respectfully. you're <laughs> to disrespectfully, actually, <laughs> when you look at like this off season, if it's like okay, like we don't want to go crazy on free agents, we don't want to you know overpay for a third baseman to then block some of these other guys. Like, sure, I understand the general logic, but what timeline is that? These guys aren't ready yet. You played PCA for two weeks in the middle of a a pennant race, and he didn't look ready yet, which is fine. But then it's like for this year, so like who who are we talking about? What is that timeline? Are we waiting for Owen Casey to prove he's a... MLB level, like left-handed power bat. I mean, we're going to be waiting to spend money until we're, you and I are 50 years old. Yeah. just Like at some point, I get that priority, but one, you can't wait on it. If we were waiting on Brennan Davis Mm -hmm. to take over center field, we'd still be waiting. And that's to no fault of Brennan's. He got hurt, but that's the risk with prospects. So it's just like the balance of like, I understand that, but you didn't really seem to prioritize that last year outside of the pitching side where you gave Assad and Wicks real one way to like show what they could do. But on offense, like, who, who, who are you waiting for? Well, who are you talking about that we're trying not to block? Like, what are we talking about? Just don't give away no trade clauses like they're going out of style like the Blackhawks did at one point. And it basically handcuffed their, their whole franchise. If you don't give away no trade clauses, that's the ideal scenario. You, you have a veteran player that's really good, but the young guy comes up and pushes him out and you can replace him with a cheaper version yeah. halfway through. That's what you want to have happen. I, I'm not worried about... If Shaw's a good enough player, he'll find a way to be the third baseman for the Cubs eventually, but that doesn't mean he has to be the guy this year. Heck, you might sign a guy and just have to be able to trade him halfway through the season yeah. to somebody else. That's okay, too. I just think Jed Hoyer loves – you were talking about he has this right or wrong. People view him as sometimes it's his way or the highway, and he wants to be air on the conservative side of things. Okay, I think it worked out in the Dansby Swanson thing, but he admitted it was this close where he thought, I might be missing out on this thing. He got lucky. Swanson took it, wanted to be a Cub, loved everything. His wife was already in Chicago, like a lot of things aligned already. In this offseason, potentially two of the biggest targets for the Cubs 
Otani, and Bellinger are in the driver's seat. He's not in the driver's seat for these deals. Yeah. And unfortunately, you may have to go above and beyond what you're comfortable with doing for doing to get these deals done. Obviously, the Otani thing didn't work out. Maybe he didn't even really consider the Cubs, as everybody has said. Bellinger is at least considering the Cubs. We know he liked it here. So you're going to have to go out of your comfort. I'm not saying the 10-year deal. Then give him some. Listen, the Dodgers gave Otani what is basically a 20-year deal. You think they're comfortable with twenty paying somebody for 20 years? No, but they did it. Yes. Yeah. They Actually, did it. So, yeah. <laughs> of course they are because <laughs> they're it's They're going to make money uh, hand it, over fist. It's a they creative way of doing it. And yeah. Bellinger's not Otani, okay? But you have, you have to go out of your comfort zone a little bit to get a player that seems to be a perfect fit. Left-handed bat. And not only that, if, if he is blocking somebody at a position, center field, that you think you can replace him at a, at a lesser price, great. Bellinger could be traded down the line, or he can be moved to another position, first base, which is still a problem, or any outfield position. Or, heaven forbid, you know, some, some leg injury happens and he's like Soriano the rest of his career – you can still make him the DH. Like, there's so many ways to still make that contract okay, and he's at a young age. He's in his prime. Yeah, it's not like he's 32. He's 28. I just don't think it's a game of chicken the Cubs can win. Well, and, like, you look at the roster right now, like, they're not held back by long-term, no. big, bloated contracts. They're finally done what, paying Jason Hayward. Yeah, like, and what, <laughs> what held them back, I mean, most of the, the longer-term deals they've signed, even if it's an extension, you feel good about. You feel good yeah. about the Ian Happ extension, Nico Horner, the contract that Dansby's on. Like, those things aren't holding them back. What held them back last year, as Brendan always likes to say, is that you wasted a bunch of money on the aforementioned garbage that then would, when you got to the deadline, you had to make a decision of if you were going to acquire certain people, you'd be pushing into a new luxury tax threshold. So you wasted 10 to $20 million on supplemental depth that did not supplement or provide any depth. And then you still were looking for that. But I'm just saying that because it's like, I think people are like scared of some of these long-term deals. And of course, some of them are insane. Like what did they give 13 years for Xander Bogart? It's like, yeah, obviously that's insane. No one is sitting here regretting that they didn't do that or suggesting that they should be giving out 30-year contracts. Like no one wants that. But I don't really think that's what we're talking about in a lot of these situations. And like- yeah, I just think you somebody just said it in our chat. I, I didn't I, I can't remember who, but like you have to be willing to like play a little bit in the deeper end of the free agent market or get comfortable moving prospects, which they're, you, which you they're, can't all you can't be. do neither. You can't. I don't want them to give away all the prospects. I have a question. So let's say it's Bieber and Naylor, right? And, and the price is higher than the Cubs want to pay in prospects. Would you rather have them give away the prospects, and I know Bellinger only solves one, or would you rather have them spend a little too much money on a contract that's a little bit too long for Cody Bellinger? And people say, well, Cody Bellinger is going to regress. He's going to do this. You don't think Bieber has backside, like has some question marks too? You don't think Naylor could regress? Bieber has and not a lot be of that? question marks. You don't think Bieber could go back, right? You don't think Naylor could not be that guy? Like every player has some risk. I'm just saying Bellinger – on paper and in person last season looks like the perfect fit for everything. And I would rather have them overspend in years and in money than I would have them overspend on prospects that would allow you to 
bring that payroll down in the future. I'm not saying don't make deals. I'm just saying if you're gonna if you're gonna err on the side of ah, we went too far to go get player A, player B, player C, I would rather have them make that mistake with money than instead of with prospects. Yeah. I agree. And you know, to kind of close out on this related to Bellinger, like I can't, I can't I'm not going to be able to wake up in February, whenever, and 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 be able to look myself in the mirror and think, we really let the Toronto Blue Jays outbid us for Cody Bellinger. That's that's you want me to you want me yeah. to get a little irrational. You want me to get a little scared. You want me to be, uh, you know, what I normally am. Like I can't I can't de- I can't do that. I I don't know how. That's going to be a again. The Cubs will have to have the biggest spin zone of all time if they miss out on Bellinger and he goes to the Blue Jays. You can't you can't lose you can't get outbid by the Blue Jays, man. You just can't. And this isn't disrespect to Canada or Toronto or whatever, but you're the Cubs. You're the goddamn Chicago Cubs, man. You cannot get outbid by the Toronto Blue Jays. If if the I don't Cubs think lo- they know that. We all say that, you That's know, they're the, the they're the goddamn seat. Chicago Cubs. I, they don't. When's the last time they acted like that? Well, they, I know. They don't know I'm just, and I'm not saying you don't know that, but I, I just hearing you say that, I'm like, we all say that. I wish they would say that right. and act like it. I just think that it would it would be an, an an incredibly bad look to to get outbid for the best player on your team last year to the Blue Jays. Man. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't catch the name. I saw somebody in the chat say, "Save those resources for Soto next year." Listen, I'm not going to talk listen, myself into that, that. That was the Otani dream. Save all the resources, go get Otani. You know what? They get outbid. Yep. And and don't think that the Yankees aren't going to have just as many resources yeah. to be like we're keeping Soto. So I'm done. Yeah. Like I, I you got to move saving. on. And we've saved a, for too many things. Yeah. We were yeah. saving for Bryce Harper. We like no. They, we're saving for Machado. We were saving yeah. for uh, I don't know any what other names. If you keep know. saving for a Bentley, you're never even going to drive a Yugo. Do you know what a Yugo <laughs> is? Do you remember those cars? They were like the cheapest car on the road. Basically, it was like Adobe Clay. I just yeah, I'm I'm just in a place where like I rationally I understand that there's ways forward there's players out there there's definitely stuff that they can be cooking up behind the scenes like not everything has to be transparent in the rumors but I'm trying to square that with just being like generally annoyed at how like lackluster they appear to be acting and watching other teams really you know seriously like put their put themselves out there and be aggressive and take take they're not taking no for an answer when it comes to how do we get better and win a world series. And it just doesn't really like the Cubs, you know, now we're talking about like, well, we want to pair the free agency with, you know, the, the pre arb prospect guys coming up and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, yawn, like call me in 2026 when you guys are serious again. Like I just, I'm trying to square it all. One part is rational and like in real life. And the other is like, listen, I just want to watch them be good. Like right. I don't care about long-term the, timeline. Guess, like, right. I want to go to a playoff game, Cody. Like same, I guess, I guess the, you know, I know Luke wants to read this, this ad, but like to got my readers on. Yeah. He put his readers on and he, <laughs> that gave, was me, the sign, and he, Cody. And he gave me the look, you know, my guy Robert Murray on his podcast yesterday said that you know the Cubs and the Red Sox are going to start getting aggressive here in the next couple of weeks. So 
uh, he's he's someone I trust. So I don't know what those moves will be, but I'm I'm willing to continue to wait it out. Maybe Jed just really likes the holidays and he wants to get through the holiday season. And then I just think he likes to make us all. Like, I feel like New sometimes Year's he's just trolling us. I think he's just trolling us right now. It's he, working. It is. He's trolling us all. He's saving his first Got move us. for a New Year's resolution <laughs> yeah. on January 1st. I, uh, listen, everything's a gamble. Free agency, trading, all of it is. Prize Picks, though, is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had since winning. I won up to 25 times my money this basketball season. Don't ask me how, but I did it. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With basketball season here now, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from a different sports league. Uh, for example, DeMar DeRozan plus DJ Moore at 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Now, quick withdrawals. Easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO. Use that code CHGO, daily fantasy sports made easy. And by the way, holiday season, you want to talk about a gift? If you're in the market for a new vehicle, and if you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Deep in Ram and Fox Lake, is making room on their lot for incoming 2024 vehicles. And you know what that means. They'll be able to let you shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock during their limited time. Wrap up the year's sales event for a limited time. Get up to 15% off on a new 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokee with dealer's discount. At Ray CDJR, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect, thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. But that's not all. Just for listening, you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. Hurry in. Must book before December 31st, 2023. If you're in that market, don't miss out. Our friends on Route 12 in Fox Lake have you covered. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. Nothing gets me fired up like you reading a car ad. Woo! Let's go get some cars. Uh, Galvin316 in the uh, chat asking, Cody, when's the next late night Cubs therapy session? Last night, uh, me and Brendan were doing a the Twitter space. It turned into me thinking, oh, yeah, I'll do this for like maybe 45 minutes because oh I because I wasn't tired. And then it turned into me doing a Twitter space until 1.30 in the morning. Uh, that was probably the happiest po- point of the offseason for me because it was so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll do it again tonight. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. Bears know. fan man in the chat asked if I would keep the my season tickets if they didn't make any significant mm. moves mm. and bears fan man the answer is yes because i am an idiot so 
drink to that. that but he's that our makes idiot. Me happy he's our idiot. That makes me happy because at least I know I can always go sit with him. Right at the Cody's market. thinking free seats. We're right. keeping our season tickets too. Soon, no reason to get rid of them. CHGO, should we get some season tickets? That's an idea. It's like the twenty game package or whatever. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Um, hey, so while we're talking about the Cubs and how nothing has happened all off season, and we do it every day, Monday through Friday, I need therapy after this session or this, uh, uh, this segment. By the way, Jeff Passan <laughs> put out that graphic. I think it was like two days ago. Either some, yesterday or was the it day yesterday? Yeah. yeah, talking about uh, you know the teams that haven't spent in free agency. The Cubs so far don't count these minor league deals, please. They are one of eight teams that have spent zero so far in free agency. Zero. Nice. Now here's the here are the teams that I want you to really focus on on this list. If you're watching on the live YouTube chat and on on YouTube, that's the best way to enjoy the CHGO experience because you can get in the live chat and you can see all the great graphics on the screen that Sarah put together for us. Shout out to Sarah. Um, Here's the teams to focus on. The Royals, the Kansas City Royals right now are outworking the Cubs 105 million to nothing. Do I want the players they signed for $105 million? No, not necessarily, but they still have spent $100 million. I'm just saying, the Royals, $105, the Cardinals, $99 million, the Reds, $87 million, the Tigers, $42 million, the Brewers, $10.5 million. Dare I say, the lowly, pathetic Chicago White Sox, almost $17 million they've spent already, and the Pirates, even, even the Pirates have spent $3.2 million on free agents. You see that list? You heard me, Sean. <laughs> The White Sox have outspent the Cubs this offseason. If we get to January 1st and the Royals, Cardinals, Reds, Tigers, Brewers, White Sox, or Pirates, if any of those teams on January 1st <laughs> have still outspent the Cubs in free agency, Corey should trade in the season No, tickets. I mean, they, they I, like, I appreciate the dramatic nature of that tweet from it, passing, but needed they'll, some music they'll, behind they'll it, really. spend eventually. I think the, the the question will be if they did enough to get us where we want them to be. But they, they will spend money. They'll address some of these holes. I do agree with some of the conversation of, like, I, personally, I find it odd that, like, you know, maybe you don't go out and get, like, a cheap reliever or two just to sort of, like, knocking stuff off the to-do list. But Like Brent Suter. Why is he is, a cub? It yet? is possible <laughs> that there's just stuff that they – have cooking that they need you know you were all in on otani to a degree maybe you're talking to cleveland now so i i i think they will they will spend money eventually but like i said like i understand why people are impatient and they're they're frustrated because even saying that it it still feels like man like they all said they weren't good enough. They were all pissed off. Tom was reportedly pissed. Jed is pissed. And, you know, here they are having done nothing, next to nothing. It's a couple of minor league guys. So I understand why people are frustrated and impatient and don't necessarily just want to hear, like, they'll, they'll, they'll spend, they have to get back, some of this stuff. You know, people don't necessarily want to hear that, right? Cody knows how much I hate a West Coast game that goes into extra innings with a post-game show that goes to, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. I do. This offseason has been 10 times worse. <laughs> 
That's saying something for you. I cannot take it anymore. I know how much we need. I can't take it. If you, if it was up to you, they'd play like six innings and then that's right. Yeah, not even complete the entire. There'd be a slaughter roll, all that stuff. That's saying everything coming from you, stuck. Um, yeah, I I generally side with Corey on this. I mean, ninety nine million from the St. Louis Cardinals. A large majority of that is uh, Sonny Gray, uh, but you they picked up washed. Lance Lynn, who gave up the most home runs in baseball last year, on top of Kyle Gibson, who gave up the most hits in 2023. I mean, I, I take Sonny Gray though right now. I mean, yeah, me Sonny Gray added, is if, Sonny Gray is a good move for you them. You told me the Cubs had added Sonny Gray to their rotation. I yeah. would say improvement, yeah. good depth, yeah. absolutely. But all I'm saying is, is that, and and it kind of goes with the Royals as, as well. But it is also <laughs> impressive that they have spent that kind of money because the last time the Royals <laughs> were relevant, I was still in college. Um, and I'm 32 now. So, like, it's cool to see a team like the Royals, like, be a- aggressive, especially since they have a superstar type player in Do- Bobby Witt Jr. So they're trying to build around him and, and do something there. Um, but, like, it- it's just like it. I, I'm not judging the like all of this based on like on anything at all i mean even the yankees traded for soto but they haven't spent any money either blue jays they've been in every single rumor all of that they haven't spent any money either there's plenty of teams that are just like the cubs in this scenario so yeah it's uh it definitely makes you frustrated i mean when passing sent that tweet the bears had just ruined my day like an hour beforehand so i mean i'm i'm like i mean this is like piling on you know what i mean so I don't know. Like it's, you don't, you don't, you don't win the off season in in November or December anymore in, in in this league. You win the off season when the off season's over, or you decide who wins the off season when the off yeah. season's over. Edward so. in the live YouTube chat asked, "Are you guys running out of things to talk about?" Like three weeks ago. Duh. Who are you talking <laughs> yes, about, Edward? I'm losing my freaking mind, Edward. You want That's me to? S- I can sit here and talk Thank- to you about sports betting for an hour every That's day. Why, I'm, That's why I started the show by saying <laughs> thank you to everybody in the live Credit YouTube you. chat because without. Out Gary and Barb and the Godfather and Becky and Edward and all the people that are here every day. Like without them, where would we be? I would be on the floor right now. I recommended we talk about Christmas today. That we, was my recommendation. We almost did. <laughs> yeah. And don't be surprised Thursday. tomorrow if we start talking about Christmas foods. Yeah. It could happen because <laughs> that's where I'm at now. We could talk about how good Derek Lee was in 2005. We, okay. We're just there, shouting out random things we can talk about. Tomorrow. There you go. Right, yeah, let's okay. do it. Derek Lee. A Derek retrospective Lee. on Derek Lee's 2005 Shane season. Shane wants to serenade Creed, you know? Yeah, Ryan is on oh. a good path, too. Like, Corey Patterson for Brian Roberts. We could talk about the that, that's uh, a hot one. free agents that never came to be. I was ready to watch Jake Peavy as a Chicago Cub for, say, like, yeah. five straight oh, yeah. years. We could do a so draft. Go Cubs going the, bars. Yeah. We could do a draft of just all the players <laughs> the Cubs, like, everyone thought were going to be Cubs but weren't Cubs. I think Jake Peavy's number one, isn't he? Yeah, that rumor was him or Brian Roberts, at least when we were young. Yeah. Like, and I was, like, first getting onto, like, internet Cubs forums, those were the two guys. It was like every year. Chris Archer, even though he originally was a Cubs prospect, then they traded him for Garza. naming random Cubs. Uh, We're just going to sit here and every every five seconds we each just... (laughs) I mean, we've mentioned Tony Campana no less than 10 times in the last month. You don't think it's getting slim around here? my guy, you know. Cody, in Nashville, we'd be driving by a car or a slow car at a red light, and Cody would be like, 
Tony Campana's faster than that car. <laughs> then we see somebody, you know, on a scooter. Tony Campana's faster than that scooter. Oh. And that's that's what we're up against right now. Steven yeah. says, I need Sunnyside. I need like, has anybody ever done just, an episode on, like, how good Randy Wells was that one season? Oh. You know, how about oh, that? Yeah. Who's talking about that? How about John Lieber? Randy Wells. Yeah. That's you know, name I what we should about. do is Always we, up for an interview we should do Wells. an entire segment on how to make the baseball offseason better. I think they got to speed it up. Has to. Because like, they have to get, need, they have, like, it's yeah, not just the Cubs not doing anything. Yeah. Like a lot of teams in the league haven't done anything. You know what I mean? Like you want to talk about big market teams that haven't done anything. I mean, the Red Sox haven't done anything. Yeah. Like Craig Breslow year one as the, the guy for them. And Ooh. I actually, they did sign a reliever. That I was like, oh, this is this is the Craig Breslow special. Like no one ever heard of this guy. He's gonna turn into like a you know a high leverage guy for them next season. Like I was like, man, I'd take one of those right now. You know what I mean? But like, I love in the that's chat. what I need. I need I need the baseball offseason to, to be good again. I'm not sure how to pronounce uh, his his or her name in the chat. It's but Mike Taylor, G McGinn. Oh. A few up there. He said. Uh, Ah, oh, yeah. Todd Walker. McGinn. McGinn. Todd Walker yep. or Mark Grizzolanic. I love that question. I love it. I'd take Grizzolanic. I loved Trick Todd question. Walker. The when answer he came is over DeRosa. from Boston, he had that like gritty yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. feel Left to him. I love Todd Walker. You know, those are a lot more Absolutely. Attractive. There was something about Grizzolanic, though, man. I love Grizzolanic. Yes. He, <laughs> we he, are off the rails. Oh, yeah. Bro. All right, without looking, spell it. Oh, no. G R U D <laughs> and Zolanic. <laughs> Z-I-E It was always a beer money question mm. I always had to look at the card to spell it yeah. It was a $100 question too Cody, tell us about Circa Sportsbook <laughs> Well, you know Since the Cubs aren't doing anything the, How I've been passing the time is the, Just betting on every single thing I possibly can I've been doing that at Circa Sportsbook, guys uh, The tight money, tight money line splits Are what makes Circa one of the best sports betting apps out there Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120. Circa, keeps, Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. They don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They actually encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available to compare those lines from other books and to see how much Circa really doesn't take away from you. Uh, and then finally, their, their customer service is my favorite part. Uh, they, they, there's real people there behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots, all right? I hate chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, the second <coughs> greatest place on earth. If I didn't count Wrigley Field at all, then it would be the greatest place on earth. All right. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Yeah, chatbots are the worst. That's the equivalent of that is like having me answer IT questions on the phone for people. You're or like anything get, about technology. You're not getting any help. <laughs> you're not getting any help. You're just going to get more questions back. Yeah. 
Can I help you? What can I help you with? Did I fix your problem? That's the worst. Uh, what is the best is Midtown Athletic Club. Four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs. Who goes there, Cody? Uh, Mike Talkman. Palatine. My Pounder. guy. Yep. Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the Southwest Suburbs, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. It is spectacular. Now, don't forget the one in Palatine just launched a new multi-million dollar transformation of the club. That's going to be complete in early 2024. So right now, through the end of the year here, listeners can get favorable rates if you join before the end of the year. This is the time to lock it in. They got something for everybody, whether you're single, whether you got family with kids, maybe you're looking to make a lifestyle change for a New Year's resolution, holistic wellness, whatever it might be, this is the place to go. Midtown Chicago is the nicest fitness club I've ever been in. Amazing outdoor and indoor pools. They've got hot tubs. They've got saunas. That's how they say it in Finland, by the way. Uh, High-intensity interval training. You can go boxing, yoga, spin, cycling, cross-training, group exercise, you name it, and the best tennis courts available in the area and programming in the sport midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis pickleball paddleball usta professional quality all the way head over to midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and to tour the midtown athletic club nearest you uh cody pointed out that jared banner was uh talking recently assistant cubs gm correct he was on 670 to score on saturday Mm -hmm. and i tweeted uh from our account like some you know some nuggets that he, uh, you know, he po- that he pointed out, um, which were there was some good stuff in there related to guys who are already on the team, uh, whether in the minors or, um, you know, guys like Morell. They talked about Morell a lot too with Bruce Levine. So, uh, it was it was interesting stuff uh, for what for where we're at in the off season at least. Well, here's what I thought. So Cody tipped me off. He said, "Listen, I did like a thread." CHGO Cubs, if you want to go back and find out more about this banner interview, all you got to do is look at our thread, right? Basically. Basically. You can go listen to it. but You can, you can listen to it. You can also look at our thread. Or you could listen to it while you're looking at our thread because you might want to fast forward through some of it. Anyways, yeah. it's all on there, and I'm going through it, and I'm and basically Jared Banner's high on everybody. <laughs> and, you know, he, he we'll talk about PCA for a little bit, but Banner on Mervis, I, he mentions the name Rizzo along with Mervis. I don't think it's the first, you know, rookie to struggle, yada, yada. Then on Wicks, this is the quote that made me decide. I, 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 all I needed to know from the whole interview, Wicks, and I don't doubt this is true, but I'm just saying, he's having a great offseason. He's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> and with that quote, we have officially entered the slowest part of the Cubs offseason. Well, that, that's rock bottom right that there. That is early yeah. for best shape of that's your life supposed to be spring, That's yeah. supposed to be every player at spring training. It's like, I've never been in this good of shape. Even Mid-December the guy that's 38. is early. Yeah. Never uh, felt this good. The, well, go ahead. Well, I, I know we want to talk about PCA, and I'm sure maybe you'll... Uh, yeah, I'm up. just looking in the banner thread, too. So. Um, what I was really intrigued by, and... Our prospect friends like Greg Huss and uh, Greg Zumak and anyone else that I miss, and Brian Smith, um, they would give me a lot of credit for saying this. But what I really liked what Baron, uh, what Banner said was what he said about Michael Arias, who is a, a oh, yeah. position Good. player that they turned into a pitcher. Um, who his quote said the, the quote he had from that is. He really burst on the scene for us last year, throwing 100 miles per hour. Is a really special changeup as well. Knows how to pitch, and we're just really excited about his future so much that we added him to our 40-man roster. 
one thing that really jumps out to me about him is there's a lot of there is not a lot of mileage on his arm because he is so new to pitching. There's a lot of projectability there and room for him to continue growing. But the sky's the limit with him, and we can't wait to get him back down to Arizona and continue working with him. So he's really young. Like, I don't know. Like, I think 2025 is probably, like, the earliest that we might see him. But it just kind of goes back into, like, the pitching infrastructure that the Cubs have. And, like, we can sit here and complain about, you know, we can't rely on prospects this, prospects that. But it is kind of impressive that they took a position player and have developed him to this point to a point to where they're confident enough to put him on the 40-man roster so no one else can take him yeah. in the Rule 5 draft potentially or anything like that. Um, I, I don't know when we'll actually really see him, but I, I'm just saying that there is a lot of things to like about how they're doing things organizationally that yeah. we all used to bitch about you know, during the really good years that the Cubs were Yeah, having. I mean, that's the thing in squaring this whole offseason when we're talking about impatience and stuff like that. They have done a really good job in areas like that, in development. I think, what, MLB Pipeline had them at two behind the Orioles? Is that MLB yeah, Pipeline? One of those so. prospect ranking systems had that at two in the I whole saw that league. on, like, so ER. Like, yeah. They have done a good job of that, but ultimately there's still the process of developing those guys after their prospects mm -hmm. and integrating them into the major leagues and having them be successful and then continuing to grow as an organization. That's just one part of it. So I'm glad that they've done that. They've done a really good job of that, but it's, it's only one part of the equation. Like, mm -hmm. and even like listening to banner, like looking at his quote on Matt Mervis, he said, quote, he's not the first young player to have some struggles in their debut. If you look back, I think of Anthony Rizzo and the way he started and then what he turned into. I get videos of him of him all the time and he's putting in the work. Like my, my issue with that is what happened last year then? Like, was that a David Ross thing? Because you didn't really learn anything about Matt Mervis. Yeah. You you basically made no progress. Maybe you learned that, I, I know some people in the chat for sure and like reading social media just are out on him. They don't believe in him. They overhype, whatever. But like that's where I get like a little confused. Like he didn't immediately start with the team. When he did come up, he got what, 120 plate appearances sporadically and then sent down once he needed to work on stuff so that Trey Mancini could start on like July 28th. So when I'm reading this, it's like, well, when are you going to, so now we would enter another <clears throat> season where you'd have to bring him up uh -huh. and maybe he's going to struggle again. Like it just mm -hmm. seems like a bunch of wasted time. Mm -hmm. And this is also, you could have brought him up in the fall of 2022 when none of this mattered. So I, I guess I just get like, Un, I get like annoyed by quotes like that because I'm like, how long are you planning on like figuring this out with him? Like you did, you did. It didn't seem to be a priority at all last year. So like, when is it going to be I a priority? Related to Mervis, if if my memory is correct, correct me if I'm wrong, chat or anyone else. But I believe Mervis got demoted when Bellinger came back, and Talkman was playing so well that they kept him up. They easily could have moved on from someone else, yeah, Tucker yeah, yeah. Barnhart, whoever. They easily should, could yeah. have and should have. And I'm not saying that I'm, you know, if you go back, I was someone who thought that they sent him back down way too early. I thought he was starting to figure some things out uh, in, the, in the last couple of games before he got sent down. I believe he hit a home run like one or two games before he got sent down uh, in San Francisco. But I'm... 
I'm with you in terms of the fact that like it just it is confusing because like you just can't decide if a guy is a guy or not in a hundred at bats with the way that baseball works, man. Well, and like I understood the reasoning. Like you know, eventually they they were they found themselves back in a playoff race, so you had mm-hmm. to make certain decisions that were prioritizing that. I totally understand that. And I, I, to be honest with you, I don't really care very much about Matt Mervis. That's my position on the matter. I'm saying when he says that and is like, hey, he struggled in his debut, but we believe in him. We're getting this work. It's like, how, how long are you going to like give him to try and figure out if he can, you don't have time to do that. If you want to compete, you, you can't, you can't still be figuring guys out. You kind of need to know what they can do. And if you didn't do that last year, when are you going to do it? The one quote that I think everybody's going to look at in this interview, though, is when he was asked about free agency and trade stuff. And again, if they have stuff cooking, he's not going to say this, but you want people to get pissed off. (laughs) We can, you know, sort of like start wrapping up the show on this. He said, it's a complicated process, and sometimes the prices of players we want aren't in line with what we're comfortable with in paying at the time. It takes two to tango. You need a dance partner. We haven't found that dance partner yet, but the party's still going. It's a daily process. Trust me, we want to improve the team as much as I know our fans do, and we're very confident that we'll be able to. It's just a question of how and when. That doesn't have to be their real mentality behind the scenes. That can be what they put out in the media, but right. that is a, I think somebody said that it's, it's a loser mentality. It just it is. is. It is. Like that is not, that is not the mentality that this, that when you say we're the damn Chicago Cubs, that attitude does not square with that no. at all. That's that, that, so when no, I was listening, fact. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I hope you have a different attitude behind the scenes. Yeah, not, gr- yeah. not great. Not great. <laughs> what is great though, Cody, is empire. empire. Let me tell you. Empire today, you get to shop at home convenience with the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the place to get new flooring, so of course there's other copycats out there, but they can't live up to the hype because Empire is a one of a kind. You can go to the big box store if you want to, but you'll probably get a guy that was selling toilets the day before, and he was probably in lumber the day before that, and he might have been out selling Christmas trees the day before that, and now he's trying to tell you which carpet's the best. Not a great idea. Empire, all they do is flooring, and they've got this great virtual floor designer out there. Great way to see how new floors look in any space. You just snap a picture, and it shows you what it would look like in your space. So schedule a free home in estimate today. All listeners receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. And let me tell you, it's also getting easier for businesses these days to switch to electric vehicles, if you haven't noticed, that's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet or also for the well-being of all of us who happen to share this beautiful round globe. Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should uh, business owners do here, Cody? Well, they should go to comed.com slash clean, Luke, and they can learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. I just fell asleep waiting for the Cubs to do something, and it turns out, Cody, did you say... While I was snoozing, comed.com slash clean. Yeah, Luke, wake up. 
It's comed.com slash clean, brother. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Beautiful. Uh, before we get out of here, yeah. uh, just related to that thread, the one thing that outside of the areas thing, I, I did think it was really awesome to hear that PCA is in Arizona, like working with Dustin Kelly. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know about people in the chat, but I'm, I love Dustin Kelly. Like I've said this about the coaching staff all off season. Like as long as Hadavi and Dustin Kelly are here, I don't really care who else is here. Like in terms of like the people outside of council, like I don't really care as long as those two guys are here. I don't know how much Dustin Kelly gets credit to helping Bellinger get back to the way to the, to the player that he is or was whatever. Um, but I like to think that he had a major impact in helping Bellinger transform his game because he used to not really be like the the professional hitter that uh-huh. he is now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. he was a home run guy, uh, but now like he, you know he still has a slug. He still almost hit thirty bombs last year, but he also, like you said earlier, the two strike approach and his ability to just you know get on base any way possible, whether it's hitting or you know he took walks too. So I. I would love to see what Dustin Kelly can do with PCA. Yeah, and I think who overall, really struggled in September. Yeah, and and you know, we've talked about PCA's first stint and all of that a lot, but I think if anything that you can take away from it that's a positive is that you do see right away some stuff that he obviously immediately needs to yeah. adjust to. And I think one of those things was velocity up in the zone. You saw him struggle with that. And you can get to work on that immediately. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, we debated how much he should have been playing and this, that, and the other at the time. But even in a, even a small sample gives you stuff that he can work on. And when you see your, your top prospect working in December in Arizona, like you, I think you have to be pleased about that. As Shows the as work ethic, how, how he wants to be like a guy that yeah. helps take this team to the next level. I don't question any of it. That's why he's, you know... Part of the reason that he's the Cubs' top prospect, he's shown the ability to continue to grow at each level he goes to. This is the hardest jump to make, so he's going to have to put in the most work to make that happen, and I'm confident he will do that. By the way, Godfather said he used the code Empire. He said they love. They, he just had him out to the house. They love CHGO, and the code works. That means three hundred fifty dollars off. The Godfather three hundred and fifty dollars. Right to us. Credit to us. Now I'll forgive you for all your Christopher Morrell slander yesterday. Take it all back. Take Take it it all all back. back. Respectfully. Yeah, of course, respectfully. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to everybody in the live YouTube chat. Please hit the thumbs up button on the way out. We're back here tomorrow, live at 120 with another fresh edition of the CHGO Cubs podcast. That is, of course, unless there's breaking news tonight, you know, like a Bellinger signing, maybe otherwise we'll be here to talk about nothing. Otherwise, we're back. To talk about nothing with all of you tomorrow. Can't Thanks wait. For, and we're looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Until tomorrow at 120, fly the W. Silly like the mayor.